Baylor's Hall of Fame coach returning to the Matt Mosley show with uh, Stephen Simcox. There are no snow days for Kim Mulkey. Um, Kim, are you uh, this Arctic blast that has hit Central Texas? How are you doing? How are you coping with this? Well, I'm driving actually, so let's hope I get home safely. I um, was glad we got in last night. We got to the airport. Of course, we charter to conference games mostly, and uh, when we got to the airport last night, the pilot didn't know if he would be able to bring us back to Waco because the ceiling was uh, too low or whatever. But anyway, make a long story short, we had a bus waiting for us in Colleen if he couldn't get into Waco, and mm. he was able to get into Waco, so um, we had to cancel the bus when we landed. But we're here, and this is terrible weather, and... Um, I um, I don't know that I've ever seen this much ice in Waco, Texas. Yeah, well, be careful out there. I was hoping you could. Uh, this is a rare off day for the Lady Bears, but I know you do not take a lot of days off, especially during the season. So be careful if uh, out there on the roads and if there's any point you need to pull off or anything like that, you just tell us because we have to keep <laughs> The Lady Bears coach. We got to keep you safe and sound. And speaking of safe and sound, we were all obviously uh, our senses were heightened because of that previous injury to Dee Dee Richards. And um, last night, uh, everybody held their collective breath uh, when when Dee Dee went down in that game. She had a really nice game going. And uh, can you give us an update? I know last night we were kind of trying to figure out. Okay. Is she in concussion protocol? What what exactly is going on? Uh, Kim, now that you've had a little time to let her visit with doctors and athletic trainers, how, how are things going with Dee Dee? Well, it was a very um, scary fall, and yeah. uh, my immediate reaction was uh, not this kid again. She just came through such a horrible accident prior to the season starting with the paralysis temporarily. And I said, you know, and I got out there with the trainer, and he was talking to her. And, um, you know, when I left the court, she was walking and talking, and there were, you know, just good vibes. And um, I'm thinking at that moment in my head that the worst it could be is concussion. But she passed the concussion test, got in the locker room, and uh, she was back on the bench in the fourth quarter. And um, so I'm sure she's sore. Uh, she she just looked just it was just a terrible looking fall. And uh, but you could have heard a pin drop in that arena. I think everybody appreciates Dee Dee Richards' story on coming back from that horrible injury early before the season started, and to watch her fall like that again, it was just it was scary. Have you had a chance to make, you know, uh, sometimes with those kinds of injuries, Kim, the, the, you don't get the headaches and you just got to kind of watch those things on a daily basis. Any uh, communication with Dee or your uh, medical staff today to make sure she's f- still feeling pretty good today? Well, sure, absolutely. And she says she's good and she sat in front of me on the charter coming back and um, we're, we are actually off today. We have to give them one day off a week, and mm-hmm. next week we've got three games in, what, seven days, so we don't have to. But um, checked with her this morning through a text, and she had a good night, and uh, I haven't 
because ironically, ice storm or not, we have to COVID test today at 12 noon. So they were all doing their COVID tests. Oh, is that right? Talking to Kim Mulkey, Baylor's uh, legendary basketball coach, you've got to, uh, even even with the ice, even if the school is called off, y'all have got to show up for your COVID test, or the, at least the girls do, the uh, your, your your young women do, at uh, at noon. Is that right? Yes, we do a uh, PCR test in the uh, concourse of the Farrell Center, and um, they were scheduled to do it at noon. And um, as far as I know, because I've had COVID, I don't have to do it for 90-something mm-hmm. days. But um, checking with the coaches, they all were still scheduled to do it at noon. Okay, all right. So hopefully, and, and I, I, I know you always wait with bated breath to make sure uh, everybody comes out okay in that. Kim, having already pressed pause at uh, once this season and uh, going through what you went through, where do you feel like the team's in a really good place? I know you've got to keep your fingers crossed and knock on wood before you say anything here, but uh, where do you feel like you are protocol-wise and just – Again, I'm not asking you to say how many people have had it in your program. I'm just kind of trying to get a general sense of how you feel for this stretch run now about the team. Are you you pretty optimistic uh, as far as how everything's gone so far? I don't think there is a dominant team in women's basketball this year. If you've Mm. watched any of it, uh, people are losing that you wouldn't think would lose, losing on their home courts. I think uh, it's going to be a case of who's playing the best basketball, which is the case every year, but add to the fact that who's the healthiest, who can stay away from COVID, and who has the most experience. And that will be the team that wins the national championship. Uh, We are, um, you know, as nervous as any program every time, you know, a new week, a new test is – it comes around because we have not had everybody in our program, you know, that's had COVID. In fact, we've had probably a third of our team and that's it. And only two coaches. So um, it, it makes you scared because you can get to the NCAA playoffs. You could get to the conference tournament and guys, it affects you. Uh, you know, if we can stay away from it, um, and continue to practice and continue to play. We, as you've seen, we get better. Uh, we have we don't have a veteran team where we can just roll the ball out there and play. We have to practice. We have to get kids uh, better. Uh, we have new players, and um, uh, we just we're like everybody else. You just hold your breath, hoping that um, you're not hit at the worst time, which would be the playoffs. You are, uh, Kim, y'all are on a nice run, though. And, uh, boy, seven uh, seven wins in a row. You got the thing. And I, I do feel like your team is rounding in a form. There's a lot of interesting parts of your team. That's a fascinating point you made, though, that, that there's not – you can't point to that, oh, look at South Carolina, look at, look at UConn, look at Baylor. I mean, you know, everybody is – I guess the word would be vulnerable this season. And I guess – for a for a somewhat like you say young team with some veterans Kim that has to be a good thing though I mean to to know that if you could keep everybody healthy and get in this tournament um there's there's no reason you can't make one of these deep runs it's not it's not like one of those years where everybody's saying okay Kim if you're not in the final four 
it's this enormous letdown kind of thing. <laughs> well, Matt, I'm not sure that we haven't created a monster here at Baylor in women's <laughs> basketball. You lose one game and the sky is falling, according to fans. <laughs> Um, but that's okay. I, I enjoy creating that monster. I enjoy expectations. Um, we have a very good basketball team. The difference between this team and the team the last four years is we don't have the experience. We have role players whose roles have changed. We have freshmen that needed us in the summer to work them out and to get them used to college uh, basketball, we didn't have any of that. So it's kind of like, you know, they're having to learn things on the the go and, and, and in the moment. And um, uh, we're, we're going to fight. We're going to compete. And, um, you know, the things we can control, we're going to control. But um, it's been a very interesting year. It's, it's not one that I don't think any of us uh, will ever forget, not just in coaching, but across the country with our jobs and our everyday lives, and my question is, when will it ever end? <laughs> exactly, and and it's like you've gotten this small reprieve since you've had it, and and you feel like, okay, I can't, uh, I can't at least get it for this ninety days or or whatever it is. I I have to ask you, you've you've overcome a lot of obstacles, uh, getting COVID and coming back from that. Kim, where does that rank? I mean, are you? Do you ever still feel some uh, lingering impact from that, or have you been relatively come away relatively unscathed from uh, having to endure the COVID? Oh no, I I was I had a mild case. I, I wouldn't have mm-hmm. even known I had COVID if Baylor did not test us three times a a week. Um, yeah, I had I lost my sense of uh, taste and smell about four days after they said I tested positive and that's it. And it's coming back slowly. It's not all the way back, but I never had any symptoms. I wasn't what you'd call asymptomatic. Uh, when I think back on it, I thought, well, you know, maybe I did blow my nose one day. Oh, well, maybe I did have a slight <laughs> headache, but those are everyday occurrences. Yeah. Uh, the thing that really made me realize that yes, I do have COVID was when I was eating one day and I thought, you know, I'm not really tasting this. And so, um, that was it, uh, was very blessed. COVID is real. People are dying of COVID. Uh, I understand that, but, um, I can tell you from my, uh, experience with it, a kidney stone is much more painful. Uh, Bell's palsy was much more visible, Things like that that I've had, you know, health-wise affect me. Yeah, and uh, we're all glad that you're feeling fine and know a lot of people are, are going through this in our country. Talk to Kim Mulkey, Baylor's uh, uh, legendary uh, coach. Let me ask you about a player, Moon Urson. She fascinates me uh, when a five-five-five-six uh, guard ends up somehow after games. I look at the stat sheet, and I'm like, wait a second. How how'd she go in there and get 13-14? rebounds those sorts of things uh really stand out to you does she kim remind you of yourself a little bit i mean you weren't the tallest uh, elite college basketball player ever uh you were known to go in there and get a few rebounds does uh does moon ever uh remind you a little bit of yourself no, not at all. Actually, Moon uh, can leap out of the gym. I could never jump that high. <laughs> Moon has a beautiful jump shot. You don't see, actually, either men or women shoot jump shots anymore. It's either layups three or threes, and she just has a beautiful jump shot. 
she is um, going to go down in the history of our program as being one of the all-time favorites just because she has a, a smile that's, that just touches your heart. She plays hard. She's quick. She waited her turn behind some great players, and to see her have the kind of year she's having, it's, it's both rewarding for me as a coach and for her as a player. And uh, she's just, she's a physical specimen. God blessed her with an unbelievable body. Um, but, yes, yeah, she can rebound with the bigs and the best of them. Yeah, and uh, she's she that is it is kind of remarkable just as far as, far as her athleticism and, and some of the things she can do. I thought that was funny last night. Somebody asked if about Melissa. Uh, okay, Melissa, what would you have to be up? And she was sitting by you. I didn't see you react much. What would the scenario need to be before you try to dunk in a game? And for whatever reason, going back to Cheryl and and you're you know when you were playing, we've been obsessed with the idea of a of of women dunking now it's happened more and more over the years uh kim but i think people are still obsessed with it do you does does Alyssa uh dunk in practice and is that uh is that something you would like to see or is that something that you don't even really think about well i understand that People can be obsessed with it on the women's side and want to see it because we don't have many females that do it or or have done it in the past. But I guess once you've seen it, it's not a big deal. You know, Brittany Griner could dunk at ease, left hand, right hand, forward, backward. um, And she wasn't the first player to ever dunk it. So it's not that big a deal. But, yes, Melissa and Queen Egbo, you know, when we have fun times in practice, they both have gotten up and dunked it. you know, it would take the perfect setting for probably Nalissa. I think Queen dunks it effortlessly, but uh, Nalissa works at it, and, and she really, really can do it. But, um, you know, I, I laughed when she answered that last night under my breath because I thought, um, you know, she's right. If it's a close game and she has a breakaway and she tries to dunk and miss it, I don't know that she wants to see my glare at her. But if it was a big margin of, you know, victory or we were going to win the game and she missed it, I might love on her a little more. Yeah. Uh, I saw a kid the other night in a boys' game, high school game, uh, Kim, try to dunk probably 15 times in the game. One, all alone, tried to windmill dunk and missed it. And I thought, I can't believe this coach is leaving him out there. But anyway, this kid's like a top 20 kid in the country, so I guess they're just going to roll with it. Talking to Kim Mulkey, uh, Baylor's women's basketball coach, talking about Nalissa a little bit. What did uh, – that, that was kind of cool. I know you all don't get over – you know, you try not to play up awards too much, but she just got a name, name the Naismith midseason, and that really puts her in the running for best players in America. Uh, Kim, she was – she really was good in that national title game. In fact, she was one of the reasons y'all won that game when Lauren got hurt. She she kind of helped keep everything together. Uh, but but where you've seen her grow as a player, where have you seen her grow the most? And and do you kind of think of her now as that one of those top maybe three or four players in the country? Nalissa Smith is is one of the top players in the country. Nalissa Smith just gets better and better. She was able to come in here and kind of be a hidden commodity for us because you had Cox and you had Kalani Brown, and she could just go in there 
and and win basketball games and dominate because attention was focused on the other two, and now they're gone. So, you know, I've talked to Alyssa at great length about your your focus. People are going to be focused on you more. It's not going to be as easy as it was. And I think, you know, starting the season um, with all the disruptions and, and with the, the, the people focusing on her, I think she she maybe felt that a little bit and, and tried to do too much. And I, I see now a, a player maturing and developing and um, just, just playing. It, it's like a double-double, an automatic double-double for her every night. And um, she's just. She's a, a kid that I've enjoyed watch grow up this year um, because she understands a lot of the focus is on her now. Yeah, it's been, it has been uh, fun to watch. The other kid, I, I become, uh, I, I love watching kids when they're starting to figure it out. And while this was a great high school player, you know, Sarah Andrews is a player recently. I was watching her last night. You can just tell it's starting to, I mean, she's just getting more and more comfortable out there. I, I, I'm trying to think who she reminds me of. Maybe Odyssey. I'm just trying to think, you know, from a from just the way she's built or put together a little bit. But uh, I mean, Kim, when you see someone, Adijane's got a little more experience. But when you see some of these players that can knock it down from deep, um, I would say, how how much does that make it easier for those post players when you can? have that threat moon can knock it down a little bit too but i i would say dejeuner and sarah are both players who can really become uh dead eyes for you out there well sarah let's start with her she and hannah gusters and and all freshmen all new players it's frustrating to go from high school where you're playing every minute and and come to a program uh, like ours, and, and you have to fight and claw for every minute you get, and you lose your confidence, and then and then you, you, you get frustrated. And they're no different than any other kid that's ever, you know, come through our program, but they, they have to learn to fight through it. The difference with Sarah and Hannah and those freshmen, they didn't have the luxury that the other freshmen did in that we could have worked with them in the summer. We couldn't because of COVID. And so that's 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 where they missed out on a lot of development and a lot of work. The talent is there, um, and you just have to every day and every practice uh, just just repeat the little things and the work ethic and how hard it is every day and how hard you have to play every day. And don't don't sit there and focus on the things you do bad. This game is too fast. Dejeuner is is you know on the court after having dealt with COVID and things like that. She now, you can see the player that we expected her to be. She's got the experience to to, uh, defend. Actually, she could defend the four if we needed her to. And in the Iowa State game, she defended Jones a lot down at the block. She has great range on her shot. And when you can have a Dijonet and a Moon, both very experienced players, step up and make perimeter shots, it takes the pressure and it takes the defense away from crowding it in there around our post players. Yeah, that that it's been fun to watch. Boy, Dijonet's coming on strong, and to be able to bring those uh, those young ladies off the bench is so big. Kim, that's pretty... Uh... That's a pretty uh, uh, important game on a lot of levels, not just because it's Baylor, Texas. People love seeing that matchup, uh, whether or not we dominate them or not. Uh, but but the the cancer fund, 
and what that game represents, Kim. Can you speak to that a little bit, uh, KEL, her her uh, just amazing legacy, and then uh, you know that th- those games uh, mean a lot to folks in the pink and every and everything else. Well, Kay Yao was my assistant Olympic coach in 1984, and um, it wasn't long. Um, I can't remember exactly when Coach Yao died, but I know she was very ill and not doing well when I had to play her. I took my Baylor team to the playoffs, and we had to play her in Raleigh, North Carolina. And then not long after that, she passed away. And then, of course, you know Pat Summit was the head coach, and she's passed away. And then we just lost another our other assistant coach, Nancy Darsh, and three wonderful women, outstanding coaches, successful coaches. It's hard to believe that they're all three gone. One dies of cancer, one dies of Alzheimer's, and one dies of Parkinson's. And so when I think of Kay Yao and what this game means, I can't help but think of those coaches um, that I had around her that are no longer here. Cancer affects all of us. It doesn't matter where it starts. It doesn't matter what kind of cancer it is. It's just people just, you know, don't ever want to hear the, the cancer word. And uh, she was a fighter. She was a Christian woman. Uh, she left her mark on women's basketball. And um, I'm just grateful that uh, we can, can bring attention not only to Coach Yao but to, to cancer. All right, that's Sunday, uh, ESPN to four o'clock, and that's going to be a that's a game that uh, Baylor people have circled. By the way, Kim, uh, all those games being in the San Antonio slash Austin area, I think it's even into San Marcos, perhaps. Uh, hopefully, uh, that would be kind of nice, wouldn't it, to get some uh, Bears fans in there? I don't know how they're how many they're going to allow. I know y'all have had some fans at your home games, uh, but uh, wouldn't that, I mean, that would be a pretty nice advantage if the Lady Bears fans could make the, the short trip down 35 to support you guys uh, during this tournament run. Well, it would be. The last time it was in San Antonio, we had Brittany Griner her freshman year. We went 9-7 and seven in the league and made a run during the playoffs, made it to the Final Four in San Antonio and lost to UConn in the semifinal game. Uh, so uh, we have fond memories, and of course, when you recruit the state of Texas, you have an Alyssa Smith on your team that's from there. It would mean a great deal to to get back there. The difference will be the bubble. How's that going to work? Are we going to be stuck there the minute we get there? We can't leave. I've got a pregnant coach on staff who will need to see a doctor weekly at that point. I've got my daughter and my grandson. Is he going to be able to come over there? There's just so many questions um, that that I worry about within the bubble. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the question pertaining to the fans, how many fans will each player get to invite, you know, with their family and friends? And will we get to say hello to them at some point? It, it's going to be different. We don't have the answers yet. I'm sure the closer we get to the playoffs that, that we'll have more of those answers, but being in San Antonio and uh, those guys being able to figure out how to keep it in San Antonio and making it work, kudos to to the committee in san antonio that's that's trying to promote women's basketball and and make sure it it goes off just as the men's will in uh, indianapolis well we're excited for it and i know there have been some questions i mean what are we doing here are we doing are we making the right decisions nobody seems to know for sure but kim you got a fun team 
And as long as everybody's able to, to, to stay safe, I think uh, a, lot of, a lot of us are excited to see how far this thing could go. Thank you for uh, continuing to do everything you're doing and uh, to be such a great representative for Baylor and, and this great university. Uh, we appreciate it, Kim. Matt, you're welcome. Stay safe and healthy, buddy.